It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. (gasps) No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Dirty Tea Podcast. This is your girl, V Savage, in the building. And um, for the very first time, I am interviewing a musician and a producer. So today we have A Marquise. Yes. Thanks for coming in. And your producer, Late Night. Hey, it was goody. <laughs> so, um, yeah, this is new for me. So normally we talk about, you know, sex and relationship type of stuff. So I wanted to branch out of my comfort zone a little bit because I feel like everybody should do that. And um, I'm definitely down for supporting local artists. So, um, A. Marquis, so you're a R&B artist, correct? Yes, I am. Awesome. What made you get into that? Um... So I was just raised in the '90s, and I'm, I'm a huge boys men, boys to men fanatic. So, um, I watched their, time. I watched their cassette tape, and that really got me into it. <laughs> and uh, late night, what got you into producing? Um, I was DJing at probably like like local like house parties, like UConn and uh, University of New Haven, and I was just very curious of like how like certain uh certain songs were like made like uh kind of made that you know i was looking up to like a lot of electronic stuff so oh, that's dope. i decided to hey go ahead and start start uh start producing and like i uh, had a friend teach me decided all right let me go ahead and get in this get this and that and it's just two years of like trying to perfect my craft oh wow was that hard to learn a little bit but <laughs> i also had took in I took drums from like fourth grade to like my freshman year of high school. Oh wow, that's amazing! Now, a Marquis, <laughs> I recently had um, a partner, and he did a song for me. But we are no longer working together, so now we're stuck with the instrumental. I'm just wondering if I could put you on the spot and see if you, if you were making my intro song, what would it sound like? Okay, okay, I'm with it. All right, you down with her? I'm down, awesome. I'm down. So we're going to have A put the song down for you. And okay. And you just 
go with whatever feels right. Okay. for a marquise what sets you apart from other r&b artists um i feel like i'm a perfect mix of today's music but i bring you some nostalgia back into like that 90s early 2000s feel oh yeah Um, i feel that because i love i love 90s and 2000s music but i have Mm -hmm. a i have a later sound to it yeah just because i work with kids who I work with kids in music, so I kind of really they've kind of got me. So I teach kids um music production, singing and songwriting, and they kind of force their sound upon me. Oh wow, that's amazing! Like, what age kids do you work with? I work with sixth grade to twelfth um, grade. Oh, that's awesome! And how do they receive it? As far as like, do they love doing it? Oh, they love doing it. Um. They 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 rather work with me than work with most of their music teachers because yeah. the music teachers are structured so they have to teach a certain thing you right. do a certain song I'm a lot more freer yeah I kind of give them options of what they want to do and I kind of just right. adjust myself according to what they want got you so they can kind of like find their own craft and yeah. find their own person oh that's cool um late night. What sets you apart from other producers? Well, I personally love electronic music, but I also love pop and hip hop and even R and B. And I love blending a lot of like a lot of uh, sounds and genres together. So, oh, that's cool. I I can definitely be as ver- I definitely love uh, versatility. So I try to be as versatile as as possible. So working with him, he's definitely like an like an R and B artist. I throw in a I throw in a little bit of what I what I can bring to the table and I can give them like a perfect song if I if I can. Okay. So I mean this is probably a dumbass question, but I don't know shit about music. So I'm gonna ask anyway. <laughs> what is the difference between like electronica and like pop music? It's really the I to me it's kind of just a direction. Mm-hmm. Like for me I I love using like synthesizers instead of like sampling music. Like pop music, there's just a way of like I I want to I want to have this in like maybe a positivity while electronic music is just oh a certain structure and a certain certain like certain way about it I guess okay. it's hard it's hard to explain explain it for uh, is it for mostly me. like guitars like electronic guitars type of thing or no um synthesizers uh <laughs> it's synthesizers is actually like a whole I guess. I guess you could say like uh electronic like 
it's sound hard. to it. But yeah, yeah. It, no, because really. it's it's a it's its own it's its own different type of instrument. Okay, got you. Where right. like it has like you know it, of course you can it has like its own oscillators and filters and mm-hmm. like certain things I don't think you would technically yeah, I, understand. I probably won't. But <laughs> <laughs> but I appreciate you trying to break it down. Bro. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Also, at the same time, there's also drum machines and mm-hmm. also even certain samples that in certain in certain effects that I I use also within within uh within the music that I use that I that I like make. Okay. Now within pop music, I guess it's just a certain reach, mm-hmm. uh, certain structure, certain mm-hmm. artist that that has to be on there where they also sing. Sometimes maybe even rap on there too. With okay. Electronic music, it can go about it being just the instrumental itself right. or even just having somebody on it right and there's different structures so if you were gonna like give an example of what that person should expect to hear is that more like funk type music more jazzy or more like rock <laughs> i know it's in its, it's own a, category it's a, but like it really is <laughs> it's like a whole left field over there because Within yeah. electronic music, there's like electronic dance music, and there's so much subgenres there, like dubstep, right. house, even Ooh, even even. I grew up on house. I can relate to that. Even house has like its own subgenres. Yeah, and yeah, that's yeah. Even there's even like electronic trap music or like trap step. Oh, or I never heard that. Even drum and bass. There's side trance. I'm gonna have to YouTube and, that. Yeah, there, it's it's so like it's so, many it's so intricate. In, yeah. I mean, I'm trying to just be by myself within 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 it, and like try to be even different, yeah, like, from from what it is too. Absolutely. And also blend a lot of other other like other genres together. Oh, that's cool. I learn I learn from like here and there, and just go about it the way I kind of just want to. Yeah, interpret it the yeah. way you. Yeah, I get that. Um, also, I like bringing people out of the element too. So I try. to... I love doing that. Now I work with eyewear. I have nothing to do with music at all, but I love branching people out of their comfort zones because at the end of the day, when you're wearing eyeglasses, it's a statement. It's the first pe- first thing that people notice about you. So it can either add character to your personality or it can take away from your personality. So I feel like branching out of your comfort zone is super important. And sometimes, you know, especially with the older folks, you got to do baby steps. But, you know, I like branching people out of their comfort zones. That's what's fun about it. When I when I try to, like, take them out of their element, it's not necessarily taking them out, out of their comfort zone. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like a it's not like, oh, this guy, this guy's, uh, this guy's R and B. I'm gonna put him on a scream or rock song. Right. Yeah. It's of course. It's more of yeah. like, all right, I wanna, I wanna make you get, get a, get a different, different approach to how you're singing your song, how you're singing this song. Right. What also, you're normally used to. Also, I know, I know, like what, what, what you are. I can extend your range, and have you, have, have you like think, what can I do, what can I do for the next song now? Oh. Try to okay. evolutionize your music. So. Hey Marquise, can you do you feel like you've pushed yourself vocally? I at do. Because um, at first, I was strictly an R and B artist. Yeah. I made R and B artists, R and B music, and R and B music only. Yeah. I felt like when I met Paul, he kind of definitely took me out of my comfortability. Okay. But it made me expand my horizons and explore more options, and kind of dig into more genres. Now, A. Marquis, 
if you could work with anyone, famous or non-famous, who would it be? Ooh. Um, who do you want to collaborate with the most? So I want to work with him, Neil. Okay. Neil's like one of my favorite songwriters mm-hmm. ever. Um, one of my favorite songs out to date is So Sick. I love that song. <laughs> um, so yeah, I just feel like he's he's definitely had a lot more of an impact than people understand. Like he's, yeah, he's no, songwritten 100%. for a lot of people that people, songs that people don't realize, like Irreplaceable for Beyonce. Mm-hmm. So um, he's just someone who I've always wanted to meet and just kind of <clears throat> pick his brain. No, absolutely. What about you? Does that have to be one person? <laughs> <laughs> no, it doesn't. But let's keep it around three. <laughs> All right, I got you. <laughs> well, I gotta say, Diplo is definitely definitely somebody that that yep, I'm that I'm choice. definitely like in, interested in working with because he's actually definitely worked with a lot of different artists, especially like Rihanna and Beyonce, mm-hmm. Chris Brown, Lil Yachty. I want to say Wale. There's a, it, I he's, love Wale. He's worked with a lot of lot of yeah. these artists. Plus, he is he's also worked with a lot of Jamaican artists too. Uh-huh. Since he's he's also a part of a uh, major Lasers. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, I would I also feel like reggae doesn't get you know the promotion it should. You know what I mean? To be honest with you, reggae and dancehall and Jamaica in general is probably the biggest influence in music around the world in general. Really? Because I feel like I remember going to the club and hearing those, you know, Shaggy and everything else years ago. But I feel like they don't play it. I mean, maybe it's just because we're in Connecticut, but I feel like they don't play it as much as they should. It rock gets replaced a lot with reggaeton. Rock and, and rock steady and all that, that definitely had, had an influence just from just from Jamaica's like reggae and, yeah. and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Dancehall has so much of a big influence within hip hop. Mm-hmm. Also, at the same time, uh, a, a Jamaican descendant started hip hop. Oh, okay. And also, I mean, without some of the drum patterns and everything, that like, you probably wouldn't even get reggae tone. I'm probably gonna get killed for that too. I ain't gonna lie. That one. <laughs> there's a lot of boricuas over here. <laughs> there's so, there, there's, Don't get there's, there's also so much sampling that actually goes within uh, within dubstep and probably even the rest of like electronic music that comes yeah. that comes from like Jamaican yeah. artists. Okay. All right. No, I definitely, I I can see that. Um, how did you learn your craft, A Marquise? Did you, is this natural born talent or did you like grow up in the church? So it's, it's, a, it's, it's a mix of, of everything. So my mom was a, was a singer. Okay. Um, she raised me in church, mm-hmm. but she did pass away when I was eight years old. Oh, okay. So Rest in peace. She um also she was a background singer for Brandy. Um, wow, that's amazing. So after she passed away, I kind of my aunt kind of dug me into like singing lessons for a while. Uh huh. Then after that, I kind of just was like, I'm just gonna start learning things myself. Okay. Um, so it's kind of a mixture of everything. Awesome. And you said you learned from um your production from friends. Yeah. Um. Besides me actually learning drum like drums, like I actually actually was like probably that little kid that was like carrying a big bass drum, like during like pep band, like walking down the street. Yeah, yeah. Um, when I was I started DJing with a with a with a friend, like I think right like around the time when we were we were starting clubbing and everything like that. 
also so we started we started DJing at like lo- local um, house parties out in the, at like at like some of the local colleges, and then I was just curious and was like, all right, how how do I make some music? One of one of my friends, one of my other friends, he he was he was making music and. He like I taught him how to DJ. He taught me how to produce. Mm-hmm. He gave me uh, probably FL Studios, which is a music program, and then I stumbled upon Ableton, which is probably one of my main pro- uh, programs that I use. Also, ended up grabbing a, a machine, which mm-hmm. is also another another like a onboard instrument that I use. Okay. And I just decided, all right, let me go ahead and start start doing it. But I was kind of getting lazy because at that time, because I was just DJing. But then when Everybody started graduating. I was like, "Hmm, let me go ahead and maybe start start getting into this again." And I just tried. It was just repetitive, like getting getting about my craft, and just kept going and kept going and kept That's going. That's awesome. It. I mean, it takes a lot of determination to teach yourself a craft um, instead of like going and taking lessons from someone because you're putting all the pressure on yourself to learn it. So that's something I definitely relate to. I didn't go to college for opticianry. Like I learned on my own and was blessed enough to have an employer who basically like set up classes for the stuff that I couldn't teach myself, you know, because you can only go so far on your own. You know, you need support from others. Hey, Marquise, is there anybody who supported you through your craft other than who you just mentioned? Like um. is- they're a team behind you. My brothers YBG have definitely been behind me. Um, we definitely it's basically YBG is basically a brotherhood of just like people who have goals, mm-hmm. and we kind of help each other get to our goals. That's awesome. Um, and also my aunt definitely yeah. been there. Aunt's number one, yeah. right? Yeah, aunt, aunt's been there from the beginning. So that's amazing. And um. How does it help your artistry um, being able to know the production part? Um, it makes it easier for me to articulate what I want. Okay. Like a lot of artists can't articulate to a producer what they want because they're not producers. Right. So like when they articulate certain things, the producer's looking at them like, Yo, what are you talking about? <laughs> um, but because I know how to produce, I can even sometimes make something rough mm-hmm. give it to a producer like i've done with paul a few times and like <laughs> all right just just improve this and make it better right um, yeah i mean it's gotta help right yeah he he'll, he'll give me he'll give me a direction what they want because you can't always look inside somebody's head and know exactly what it is that they're looking for you know honestly what i do is that like sometimes even with him or like other other artists i'll literally like have a conversation with them or like listen to listen to the music mm-hmm. that they like or mm-hmm. they want to try to try to reach and i'm like all right let's see if i can kind of build from there because sometimes i just produce right on the fly like that right and i'll just so you do you like save your music the stuff that you make on your own and then wait for the right person to give it to um what happens is like sometimes i'll have like stuff stored mm-hmm. and i'll just and Sometimes him or I have like other artists or sometimes I'll be like, all right, I think this person might 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 be good for it. Maybe they might like it. Okay. Or because I always wondered about that. Like, do you make the track first and then find somebody to sing on it? Like, how does that work? So it depends 
on the person. Like, I write a lot of my tracks, then get the track made for what I've wrote. Okay. And then I record it. Mm-hmm. That's just me personally. Right. Um, A producer will do that with certain songs. They can't do that with every song. Mm-hmm. Because um, I've always told, I actually tell him too, sometimes who you hear on it isn't necessarily the right person. Like, you can okay. think that you hear something, mm-hmm. and then you send it to that person, that person will be like, yeah, I'm not really feeling it. I've had that okay. sometimes. Um, yeah. So sometimes you got to make things and kind of just leave it. Yeah. Kind of just play it by ear. Kind of like play it for somebody and they be like, hmm, all right, I'm feeling this. Okay. And it could be somebody who you didn't expect. Right. Kind of kill it. Okay. So I've, really had that, I've had that also. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense to me. Um, And this really is a question for the both of you. Do you ever... Um, have you ever had people ask you to work for free? And if so, like, how does that conversation sound like? <laughs> <laughs> Take it away first, bro. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So before, like, before I was even known, I've had, I've had people be like, yo, man, send me, send me stuff. Like, yo, you can't give me that, that first one, like, for free or something like that. And I would, I would try to probably find a way to just be like, right, I'm not going to mix and master this for, for, for this person. I just send it. Mm-hmm. Now, nowadays, it's like somebody's like, yo, man, send me some beats or something like that. Like, All right. Um. This is my price. You can go ahead. You can go you can, if you want to talk. We can talk business. Because mm-hmm. I, I don't. I don't like. I don't like sending out like a, a lot of my music for free. I. Because I, I, my beats are my babies, honestly. Yeah. So like, I'd rather be like, all right, we can go ahead and negotiate negotiate a, a chat, and we can. I can definitely work with you. Right. Or if you want, if you want something that, if you want something like right here or something like that, and I have it ready to go, this is my price. Take it or leave it. Right. Um. So. Yes, but I feel like people don't look long term. People look too short term. Like okay. people will be up front and, and ask for money, mm-hmm. but then if a song, if I if my song streams, almost every song that anybody releases streams. Mm-hmm. Um, so if I'm streaming, I get a lot of money from streaming. You just lost out of money because you just took a small upfront payment instead of taking a percentage of the streams that you could have gotten. Um, so elaborate on that because I don't know much about this part of it. So are you like singing at venues or So streaming services like Spotify, Apple right. Music, yeah, YouTube, Tidal. Tidal. Um like prime example, um like me myself like myself, I get thirty about thirty five thousand monthly listeners a month. Oh um, wow. so if somebody be like, Yo, I'll pay you ninety dollars, I gotta pay the ninety dollars to get on this track. I'm paying that no problem because I already know I'm going to make that $90 in a month. So anything I make after that, I just profited. And you could have been part of it if you just as kind of ask for a percentage. Oh. Um, which I've learned just because of um, yeah. being around people, um, kind of just studying the business and kind of seeing how it works. Streaming okay. doesn't pay much, but in the long term, um, it does work out. Like I can give you an example like um, Simba from The Lion King. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people didn't know every actor on that original cartoon got paid out except for him. He intentionally took a small percentage of of the Lion King franchise. And well, Simba did? Yeah, he took a small percentage. Um, <laughs> and now he gets, he was saying, I get paid $2 million a year off. Just the streaming Just this is streaming. Just a small percentage wow. I took. I get $2 million a year since right. 1998. So you're looking long term yeah. versus short term. Got it. Um, 
<laughs> who is the next upcoming big artist? Like, what do you feel like is underrated but is going to blow? Like who or just like it doesn't sound. matter if they're famous or non-famous. It could be somebody local. It could be somebody that we already know. But who do you feel like is a big time artist in your eyes? Um, other than myself, um, <laughs> this guy right here. Um, oh shit! Do you rap or sing? <laughs> well, he produces, I but I, I feel like um a lot of pro- like DJ Khaled's a producer. Mm-hmm. Well, He's kind of he's a DJ, a DJ. But he's, yeah, he's, but, but they make their own yeah. beats to go with the yeah. I get um, it. I feel like a lot of those kind of artists don't really get the credit yeah, they, they deserve. Don't. Yeah, that's true. Um, like I feel like the sounds make the music. Yeah, it's um, true because the sound is what you remember. Yeah, not so much the words unless it really like resonates with you. So I get that. What about you, late night? I mean, of course, of course, A Marquis. Hey, we got some brotherly love over here. Honestly, (laughs) like he's legit, like brought like himself up. I've seen, Mm -hmm. I've seen his fan base. I've seen his streaming. I've seen how he works. Like Mm -hmm. we, and honestly, he's brought some of my streaming, streaming, like uh, streaming numbers up a lot. Like to the point where, like, even my my streaming streaming got got bigger than than a than a signed artist like from right. Connecticut. I was so surprised. And honestly he can he can he's just really amazing at like doing what he does. And wow. seeing seeing like how big he is like right now and him being underrated right now. Right. He's definitely blowing up. I feel like Connecticut is in general is just underrated. There's so many amazing artists in Connecticut and I feel like people just blow over us. And I don't understand why. Like just... I can actually answer. So it's because we're kind of in the middle of two of the biggest music markets in the world. Right. Like New York, New York is this way. Yeah. And then Boston is this way. Right. And those are the two biggest. Right. Two of ten of the biggest markets in the world. But they mention Connecticut so, in almost every movie I watch. Yeah, and then like if you every look, every movie. If you look, every big artist who goes on tour goes comes to Connecticut. Yeah. Because we pay out. Yeah, we pay we out. We pay out. We're rich, bitch. Like, bring your ass to Connecticut. <laughs> but since we're, but since we're so small, like right. prime example, like New York City is one hey, of the biggest markets. We may be but small. But New York City has count. the same amount of people in their city as we have <laughs> right. in our entire state. So generally, we're just a small state. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's not that we're getting necessarily overlooked. We're just small. Right. Um, but I feel like a lot of people didn't know Connecticut existed before because we were so small. But now, like. People recognize us, but they're just like, what are we recognizing them for? We know they exist, but what are they giving out? Well, there's some people out there, like Chris Webby's out there, um, John Mayer, mm. um, Cassie. We have Cassie. artists that are out there worldwide. Cassie was out for a second, and then she secured the bag, and she was gone. <laughs> well, she's, she's still she there. Really, like, not, she's still she was there. out there Thing for, is, like, is sometimes, album. Sometimes when you do music, you, you find what your real niche is. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of yeah. artists who kind of got into Like, El Cool J. He was in it for a long time, but yeah. then found a new niche I and acting. he's more famous for yeah. licking his lips, though. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> he's oh, really yeah. good at that. Right, ladies? Yeah. Okay. Cassie got into modeling and kind of that that's her niche. No, I think P Diddy was her niche. Yeah, well, that's that's, that's facts. That that too. Yeah. that too. She's yeah. no, too. don't get me wrong. She's hot as fuck. If I was gay, I would fuck her. I'm just saying. She wow. She, she definitely used 
her craft, if you will, to secure the bag. And I, I think she was an amazing singer. I still have her on my playlist every day. And I feel like she kind of just, if you will, just she, I don't know. She sold herself short. I feel like she could have had a long career in it. I don't think she could have. No. So I feel like she could have. I don't think vocally I she's loved there. Her. Like in today's, like in today's, like you can't compare she to any. She had the best party songs though. Yeah, like... but if you look at her in today's, today's, like today's hottest female singers, she's not messing with her. She's not messing with SZA vocally on any level. On vocal, uh, vocally, yeah, she's vocally, nowhere near. Maybe them. not, <laughs> but uh, with the younger crowd, I'm talking about like the 20s, 20 year olds. They don't really care. Like we care about vocal capabilities. They care about what the beat is. On a singing sense, they on a singing sense they do. On a singing sense they do because mm-hmm. they'll catch her live because she can't sing live. She's terrible live. I, I went to her <laughs> really? concert and was I was so I was like, Dad, all right, Mario. Really? It was her and Mario. Uh, and I was like, all right, Mario, let's just, let's, let's skip to let's skip to Mario because she she's terrible live. What advice would you give to an upcoming singer? Ooh, um. Just be yourself. Um, be be yourself and be authentic. I mean, find your find yourself because I feel like a lot of artists try to be somebody else on the radio. Like they listen to Hot ninety three seven. Like I've literally have because I engineer on the side, and I have so many artists like, yeah, play a song like this, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> but I'd be like, what do you do? Like I don't care what that artist does. I want to know what you do. What can right. you do? But um, they might not just know themselves. Yeah. Yeah, but you can't use somebody else to know yourself, though. Right, yeah. True. What about you, Late Night? What would you give advice for an upcoming producer, engineer? Um, Try to perfect your craft and find your, your sound that you that you like uh, going for. Because, honestly, I, it took it took a while for me to be like, all right, how do I, how do I, how do I get, get to get to sound like this how to mm-hmm. and try to go against the grain and not sound like another artist right. or another producer yeah. or another dj i was like right. all right how can i make it so that hey look the people people are going to know that hey look this is this is me and this is going to be really good quality so uh, yeah. it was a lot of repetitiveness trying to figure out like trying to like look at tutorials trying mm-hmm. to figure out what what tools are best for me so trying to perfect your cra- craft and figure out the sounds sounds that that you like that you want to put out there is right. honestly the best deal that that you can get. Oh, another thing I would say is I actually just told an artist this fairly recently. Don't ever undersell yourself. Um, yeah. I hate when an artist goes up and the first thing they be like, "Well, I'm new to this," and I'm like, "We don't need to know that. Just go up there, do your thing, do your thing. kill it." Yeah. Because I feel like if you tell me you're new, you're instantly you, you to me you instantly lose my interest. Right. So you say, oh, I'm a new artist. I'm like, no, I told advice. me that. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. But and, I, don't, I don't care. And also put yourself out there because not a lot of people are putting themselves out there to know that they, they do this. Once absolutely. you put yourself out there, somebody's going, going to listen. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. And um, we're actually going to play at the end of this episode, so don't miss it. Um, a Marquise's new single, Glowing. Yes. Please explain what was the inspiration for the single. Um. So basically, I feel like when a lot of women go through their 
glowing stages. But basically, you just <laughs> kind of you just you, you change up. You kind of you start to feel yourself a little bit, but you're starting to glow. Um, a lot of changes happen. Like mm-hmm. you, you kind of cut a lot of people off, so you kind of feel like you. It's not getting noticed. I'm basically saying I notice that you're glowing, even Aww. if nobody else does. I notice it. I love that. <laughs> so do not end this podcast right now. Please listen in. We're going to play his new single right as we exit. And I'm excited for it because I've listened to it. And did you produce the song to this? Not this one. Not this one? <laughs> not this okay, one. so we'll get late nights uh, on another episode. We'll get his work done. But I love the track to this. I think it's awesome. And I'm really excited for our listeners to hear it. So thank you guys so much for joining us. I really appreciate you taking the time out your day to come in to Dirty Tea Podcast. And um, just so you know, we are sponsored by um, our other company, which is um, Optics and Fashion by KV.com. So check that out. And um, another thank you to our listeners. We have... People from India, Russia, Malaysia. Um, oh, my God. There's so many. Boston, New York, Washington State, Oregon. Thank you, guys. Again, we love you guys for listening and your continued support. And CT, all day. Thank you, guys, for listening in. And again, a Marquise late night. Let's end it with, give me something. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to put you on the spot. Oh, God. <laughs> That's not late night. Go first. <laughs> what am I doing? <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm late night. <laughs> she. All right. Thank you guys for watching. Yeah, thank you. Um, thank you. Thank you. Thank my, you. I got my new album coming on August 20th. August 20th. Listen out. You've been going to the gym. Looking like you're going for the win. Looking like a dime, you a ten. More focused than yourself. Realizing they really need the help. Now you're doing very well. Thought nobody noticed. But baby, girl, you're growing. The change is really Even if you were to get all some things, it was for the best You had way too many people getting in your head Cause you did it on your own, now they all hating instead Realize what you had and try to take it away Happy that you didn't go and make that mistake Keeping them around when they try to down you Changes will be